Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with co-host religious demonologist Adam Bly and hopefully you. You are the person we wait for because we are live today. It is a call-in show on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and we expect your call. So here is the number 877-757-9424. Today is the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of Victory. That's what we will be covering today. And Adam, we always begin with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Adam, I absolutely love this feast day, Our Lady of the Rosary, Our Lady of Victory, um, which it was um, uh, known by that title. I love that, Our Lady of Victory. Um, We've got a lot to share with our listeners, a short amount of time to do it because we already have phone lines lighting up. So we, that's expected. We, we want that. So we will get to your calls. And I just wanted to say again to our spirit world listeners, because we are getting comments like, you know, can't you stay on um, another hour and talk about this? Can't you go and go deeper into the subjects? Maybe not go as deep and t- just go straight to the calls. Well, we tried to um, strike a balance here. So so we have some catechesis, some some real uh, teaching on the topics that we um, have on the calendar. Then we go straight into the call. So please um, bear with us and understand the rhythm of the show. We're trying to get uh, the the um, the formation out there properly, but just but but keep this in mind, dear listeners. We revisit all the topics over and over and over again, because Adam and I decided through prayer that we're going to cover this in layers. So we're going to, we're going to introduce it, do a, do a short teaching on it, and then go deeper and deeper and deeper as time goes on. That's why you hear me say multiple times during this quick one hour show, please like us on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. That's where you can catch up and you can also keep going deeper and deeper with us. Okay, but the number to dial today, I just wanted to share that because we are getting a lot of comments um, and folks, uh, and we love the fact that you feel um, so part of the spirit world and you're trying to help us shape it and form it and just know that we, we're, we're gathering everything and trying to do everything in a really... Um, in a really good manner so that you can learn and grow each and every time you tune into the spirit world. Here's the number to dial in. There are a couple open phone lines for you. 877-757-9424 to talk about the rosary today, Our Lady of Victory. And Adam, please take it away with your amazing teaching that you have prepared for us. Oh, I don't know about amazing, but thank you. 
Well, this is an interesting story, Deb. Um, we're going to lead up to the the time when the the uh, Our Lady of Victory title was given to Mary, which which evolved later into Our Lady of the Rosary. But in order to do that, I think it's important to look at first the origins of the rosary. Where did it come from? And really, that's deeply tied into the origins of the Hail Mary prayer. So let's take a quick look at that. Now, the idea of praying on beads is pretty universal in religions around the world. It's It's been an ancient tradition in many different faiths, and it just makes sense. It helps us, you know, to keep track of our prayers, to do a certain number because we're focused on the praying and we might lose count, that type of thing. And we know the early Desert Fathers, they used beads in order to keep track of reciting the Psalms. Um, some used them for the Jesus prayer. Some used them to say 150 Our Fathers a day, that type of thing. So it was a Christian tradition from the very beginning. The actual prayer of the Hail Mary was first developed over about a thousand years. So in the very early time, there was just the scriptural line that Gabriel said at the Annunciation, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, would be recited over and over. Then about a thousand years later, in 1050, they added Elizabeth's greeting to Mary. Then in 1261, they added uh, Jesus' name to Elizabeth's greeting. In 1555, uh, we see the addition of Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, which is simply asking Mary to pray for us. It's not, you know, praying to her or treating her as a god or, you know, as an idol or anything. You're just asking someone in heaven to pray for you. Then in 1563, at the Council of Trent, they added, now and at the hour of our death, amen. And so this was where it wasn't until 1563 that the full Hail Mary was fully developed. And then in 1568, it got final approval in the church and became an official approved prayer. Now look at the history of this though, Deb, it's interesting. A mere few years later in 1571, so very brief time after the Hail Mary is established and the rosary is being used, October 7th, 1571, the famous naval battle uh, between the Ottoman Empire that was trying to come and take over pieces of Europe and at that time take over Italy, Rome, and presumably the Vatican. Uh, there was a large naval battle that was coming and Pope St. Pius V, Pope, um, yeah, Pope St. Pius V, so he's, he is a saint. Uh, he called for all Catholics to pray the rosary for victory at that battle. And he also ordered the convents and monasteries to increase their prayers and to pray the rosary for victory. Because this was critical, Deb, this was in a sense, um, Western civilization in terms of being Christian was, was in the balance. And so it was seen as, as a very important moment. And not all of Europe was willing to stand up to the Ottomans at the time. They were formidable. Nobody had beaten them uh, in a naval battle in anyone's living memory at the time. And they had a large fleet. They had... Um, you know, around 300 or more ships with uh, over 35,000 men. And the coalition from Europe that was going to stand up to them had about 212 boats and about 30,000 men. So they were outnumbered, you know, a, almost 100 ships they were outnumbered by. And the, the Catholic coalition, they had a chaplain on every boat. They were saying masses daily on every ship, and they were praying the rosary daily in preparation for this. Well, that day is a famous day, not only in, in the history of, of the church and, you know, Western civilization, but just straight up military history from a secular standpoint. Um, it's regarded as one of the most decisive naval victories that had happened since about 30 BC in the history of the world across all wars. 
lasted about three hours. About 25,000 um, of the Ottomans died. About 7,000 Catholics died. And only about 50 of the Turkish ships uh, managed to escape the battle. So um, Pope St. Pius V was busy at the Vatican today doing regular day-to-day -day business. Remember, there's no internet, there's no telephone, there's no texting. There's no way to get news quickly. And he stands up suddenly during a meeting and says, we need to go to the chapel and pray Thanksgiving because we just won. Um, you know, our, our fleet has been preserved. And it turns out he doesn't get actual, you know, human secular worldly word through couriers until the end of the month that it was in fact true that that day uh, they had won. And that's where Our Lady of Victory comes from. Pope St. Pius V declares that that day from then forward would be a feast day where Mary would be honored under the title of Our Lady of Victory in a, in, you know, in a thanks to heaven for the intervention. Okay, so that was, that's an interesting piece. Now let's jump over to Fatima in 1917. You know, Fatima, remember, we all probably know this, but this is during World War I is raging. And Mary basically says, uh, one of her messages is to pray the rosary under the title of Our Lady of the Rosary in order to help bring an end to World War I that was going on at the time. And then, of course, she famously asked for some other things to stop Russia's errors spreading in the world in the future. But she says, pray the rosary to end the war and under the title Our Lady of the Rosary. Now... What's interesting, it's like, well, wait a second, when did that title come into, into being? The actual title, Our Lady of the Rosary, is when they changed Our Lady of Victory. They changed the name of the feast day. They first changed it in 1960, and then in 1969 to the final form, Feast of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary, or Most Holy Rosary, depending on where you see it written. Well, here she is in Fatima in 1917 saying, pray under the title of Our Lady of the Rosary to stop World War I, to bring the war to an end. And during it, she specifically says, I am the Lady of the Rosary. Okay, so here we see again the Rosary being connected with ending wars and about peace and bringing an end to the human strife and bringing peace. And of course, she famously warned that another war that would be worse would come unless people stopped defending God with their sins. You know, she said that there would be a sign in the sky the night before the war started. And in fact, that happened. The Aurora Borealis came so far south that all of Europe saw it. And the, the, eye, the skies turned blood red the night before the war started. Um, and she said that this would happen under Pius XI. And he wasn't Pope yet, <laughs> which is fascinating. So Pius XI became Pope in 1922. So we hadn't even seen a, a Pope take that name yet. But she said exactly who would be Pope when it happened. Well, here we are today, Deb, and, and sadly, of course, most people are aware we, we have another additional war kind of starting this morning. You know, Israel said that they're at war and, and we see sad human conflict going on. And so all this is to bring us to today, which is the anniversary of uh, the battle, um, the naval battle in 1571. And so I just lead all this to bring us to the point that we need to pray the rosary for peace today. Absolutely. So please uh, pray the rosary, but also call us today talking about Our Lady of the Rosary on the Spirit World today. Here's the number, 877-757-9424. When we come back after this very short break, we will go right to the phones and we expect you to pick up that last open phone line at 877-757-9424.
Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Catholics claim that the Pope is the visible principle and foundation of Christian unity. And the reason for this claim is that Jesus made Peter as such. But what's our evidence? First, Jesus makes Peter the rock upon which he builds his church in Matthew 16, 18. And since you can't separate the structure from the foundation on which the structure is built, it follows that wherever Peter is, there's the true church of Christ. Luke 22, 31 through 32 is another text. Jesus singles Peter out and promises to protect him in faith and commands him to strengthen the brethren. Peter's job was to keep the apostles united in faith. And if the apostles wanted to benefit from Jesus' prayer of protection, they had to stick with Peter. We can benefit from this unity in faith as well. We stick with Peter's successor, the Pope. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Our Lady of the Rosary today, formerly known as Our Lady of Victory, we're talking about the Battle of Lepanto, we're talking about the power of the Most Holy Rosary. Uh, prayer is very important for peace, folks, and that's what we're talking about on the spirit world today. We are live and we are taking your calls. So if you'd like to jump in and ask a question about prayer, about fasting, about um, um, Our Lady under the title of Our Lady of Victory during these very troubling times where, you know, a lot of us woke up to um, the news this morning. Um, so many things are happening all around the world very quickly. We know that. Um, and then, and obviously, Adam, with your concise teaching that you just presented to us, to us which I thought was excellent, um, it's very important that we maintain that peace and, and peace comes uh, through prayer. And so that's what we're talking about today. So if you'd like to join us and talk about the power of prayer on Our Lady of Rosary um, feast day, please call in 877-757-9424. 
Okay, I said it nice and slowly, like you always tell me to do, dear listeners. You're wonderful. Okay, Adam, that was great uh, presentation uh, for us. We will we will talk obviously about Our Lady, uh, the Marian apparitions, the Rosary, um, what Our Lady has said at Fatima, and and other. Um, um, approved apparitions that she has shared her message for us, the recipe for spiritual success, folks. We will we will keep revisiting that. Of course, this is the spirit world. That's, this is what we unpack. So let's move to the phones, Adam, if it's okay with you. We're going to go to Pat. Pat is first up here on the spirit world. And Pat is in Baltimore, um, listening on EWTN online. Hello, Pat. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, uh, amazing. I have never called your show before, and I, um, I, I, I decided to call before you came on. I did not know that today was um, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, nor did I know that it was the anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto. And I mm-hmm. want to say first that I appreciate very much Adam's teaching, which I thought was outstanding. I called, though, because the news of what's happening in Israel was such a concern to me today, and I wanted to get your perspective on it uh, because we know that the supernatural world interacts with the natural world, and this is a very serious situation, and coming as it does uh, in the context of the aggressiveness of China, the war in Ukraine, the the uh, border situation in the southern border, uh, the problems in Nicaragua and Venezuela, uh, the problem of Iran. Uh, and I had a call this morning from a friend of mine who um, has lived in Israel, traveled there frequently, has friends there, uh, very concerned about the situation this morning. And I'm just astonished as I was waiting on the phone to hear the teaching and to hear about the anniversary. So I will just ask you to um, – I, I do think it's wonderful that you are calling on us to pray the rosary for peace today, and I will certainly do that. But I, I just I'm, – I'm astonished, and I'll, I'll just leave it there. Well, thank you, Pat. Um, yeah, I, I think we're all kind of reflecting on these things and, and the way the dates um, have lined up. And I think, you know, the reason I went through those those points in the teaching in that order was <clears throat> to come back to how the rosary has been used to to bring about peace and, and as uh, what heaven asked us to do to end wars. And I, I would say the main thing, Pat, is don't be afraid. You know, having anxiety and having fear, even though there's, you know, lots of wars going on, there's lots of potential conflict. Repeatedly, Jesus tells us to not be afraid, and and so does Mary. You know, um, we we are shown in the Marian apparitions, the approved ones, that wars are generally allowed by God as a chastisement for humanity for some reason. You know, there's references to you know the offenses of of uh, people against heaven, against God, and that and that leading to the allowance of certain conflicts. And we see this in the Old Testament uh, over and over. So. <clears throat> Not so much to be fearful or anxious, that doesn't do any good, but what we can do as individuals is two things. One, uh, we can prepare ourselves, as we should do throughout our lives, our own conversion, prepare ourselves um, for our judgment, not saying it's doomsday or anybody's going to be judged today, just that should be part of what we're doing, is that ongoing conversion 
uh, as opposed to being fearful of the future, just be ready today. Get in the right place with God today. And part of that is done through prayer. So, and then the second thing is that there is something concrete you can do and historically has been effective in heaven is called for, and that is to pick up the rosary and pray it. Um, you know, explore it even if you're not Catholic and maybe you don't know much about the rosary, it's easy to find information about it. It is a scriptural prayer. The Hail Mary is a scriptural prayer. The Our Father, the Glory Be, um, you know, clearly the Our Father is a scriptural prayer. So. I would just encourage people for the sake of peace uh, to pick up the rosary and explore it even if you haven't before. And, and don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. And for those of our listeners that maybe are in, a, in Israel or in a place that there's a lot of fear, um, you know, we're all going to pray for you to have the peace and grace to get through this situation. And people on the other side, people in the West Bank that, that are probably experiencing a lot of fear and distress right now for, for all sides. We're, we're here to, to call for peace, not to pick sides, not to, um, you know, be political at all, but just right. about and, peace. And you know what, Adam, um, I just wanted to jump in real quickly. And Pat, thank you so much for calling the spirit world. We hope you call us again, um, because we, this is why we wanted to do uh, this show is to get um, a solid catechesis out there and to have a live call-in show for all of us to come together, the faithful to come together and to share what's going on in there in your lives. And, and then, and then we can all learn and grow together. But I just wanted to say, I would caution folks, please, um, be careful going to all these social media sites and, and videos because, uh, you know, this is a chance for people to um, increase their views, increase their exposure, and, and, and really make a, a, a name for themselves uh, during this, these uh, shocking times that we are in and these crisis situations. I think it's very dangerous. I have to tell you, I stumbled upon two uh, YouTube uh, videos that I felt that just were were instilling terrible amounts of fear and and um, you know uh, concern about things that 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 are is really going to rob us of our peace and not allow us to enter into prayer deeply. And so I would I agree with Adam. This is a time for prayer. It's powerful. Prayer is powerful. We know that. Our Lady has always told us that. And and we go deeply in prayer rather than going into the, you know, the sensationalism that's happening where everybody's getting their 15 minutes of fame. Any last comments, Pat? Well, I just want to thank you. I agree completely with all of the things that you've said. And um, I, I say the rosary most days. And I, uh, I, I told my friend who called me this morning, a Protestant, uh, but a deep believer that the most important thing we can do is to pray and to mm -hmm. fast and to be ready for whatever may come, but again, not to be fearful. And, and you know, I think Pope John Paul II, coming as he did from the life that he had before he became pope, you know, warned us again and again, be not afraid. And I, I think that that is what Our Lady wants to say to us. And I just thank you for your work on this program. And mm -hmm. 
I think it's just astonishing that I had the idea to call you this morning because oh. I have never called you before. Oh, Pat, Pat, <laughs> I there's no... I knew Pat, nothing about the anniversary, so yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Pat, Pat, there's no accident with God. Come on, there's no accident with God, okay? <laughs> it was true. meant to be, and we're so grateful to God and that you you happen to be uh, tuned in. So, so you're part of the Spirit <laughs> World family now, okay? All right, thank you so much. Carry thank on. You. Thank you. you. God bless you. That was a beautiful call from Pat in Baltimore. Okay, so we're going to move to our dear friend, Deacon Paul in California, Adam, listening on EWTN. Hi, Deacon Paul. Hi, good morning. How are you both doing? We're doing well, Deacon. Thank you so much. Great, great. Um, I just wanted to ask Adam and you, um, I had read an article on a um, a father who was an exorcist priest named Gospi from the Philippines, and he had uh, put the article out as far as rosaries were concerned that were cursed by Satanists and were distributed. Um, I actually have do spiritual care at uh, my uh, medical facility that I work at, and uh, I care to the sick and also give rosaries, bless them, and uh, scapulars. Um, At one point, um, I had received some rosaries from a person and uh, as I was distributing, I happened to discover one of these rosaries. So I gave it to one of the priests to get rid of because it did not look normal. It had uh, a sun and snakes underneath uh, the top of the cross, which I thought was very strange markings, which I found it was the ones that were on the media here where the father had talked about. So one day um, I was having issues for the longest time in my life, and it was really hitting me hard. A lot of change in my life. I said, something's going on here. And I prayed to the Holy Mother. And uh, I asked her, please help me, please help me. And she said, look for the rosary, do the rosary. And I said, I, for some reason, I had an inkling to go and look for the for a rosary in my locker. And there I found one of those um, rosaries. And I got rid of it. And uh, things started easing up in my life. And um, I don't know if you or Adam have ever heard of these, of like a cursed or um, blasphemous type of a rosary spread, but it was a very strange experience to have because once I got rid of that and uh, having that feeling of, of getting this rosary, but it wasn't a, a true rosary, the ones that was an article, to get rid of it, things started clearing up. And um, it was just a very interesting uh, situation that I had run up against. Okay, Deacon. So, yeah, I have heard of this. Um, I actually had somebody send me one a few years back uh, that they were concerned about it. It came in the mail that that they thought was problematic. It was a white plastic was the one that I had gotten. Um, You know, when in doubt, I would probably just break it and throw it away if it's a if it's a flimsy rosary that uh, certainly if somebody just something just came in the mail, you know, unsolicited, you know, to you. Um, But also on the other side of that, you know, we don't want to we don't want to be super fearful about these things but you know if it came to you in an odd circumstance and especially if it has strange markings on it i guess when in doubt break it and just just get a a decent nice rosary from a proper supplier um it's difficult and and the thing with curses is difficult too we deal with that all the time we deal with cursed objects um, in homes that lead to infestations and problems and and of course this this is one possibility and you know it would be a way to try to get an object into somebody's home and get them to keep it and even uh, be touching it so you know not to create fear 
uh, about rosaries. This this is a pretty rare thing. Um, I don't know, Deacon. Can you tell me the one that you saw? Was it also plastic? Uh, yes, it was plastic. It had the strange markings on top, and mm -hmm. like I said, I had just received it from somebody because it was for the the sick that I serve over at the medical facility I work at, mm -hmm. and I thought it was kind of strange. And when I saw the article, it was the same one that was uh, from right. other uh, gospel. So it just threw me back. So I wasn't afraid, yeah. but just was too ironic to run into it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know. Uh... Uh, white plastic is the one that I've seen. It sounds like Deacon's was plastic too. Just when in doubt, throw it out, you know, break it and throw it away. You, you can pray the rosary with, without a physical rosary. It's about the prayers. So if you only have one and you're concerned about it, you can you can print off an image or look at an image of the beads. You can do them on your fingers easily. You've got 10 fingers. There's 10 beads in each decade. Um, so, you know, don't let this be a stumbling block to you about prayer. But, you know, apparently these things are out there and, and the bad people, you know, there's a reason that they tend to attack uh, Catholic churches and the Eucharist because they know it's real. And I can tell you the demonic um, hates and fears Mary tremendously because uh, it was her yes that brought the, the Savior, allowed the Savior to enter the world through her. And so she, she plays a big role in terms of the salvation story. And so the enemy doesn't like her. They want to throw a wrench into anything connected with Mary if they can. So... Yeah, that those are my comments yeah. on it, Deacon. Okay, well, I truly appreciate your comments, and uh, um, I'm I'm loving that both of you are on the station to help take mm -hmm. care of people with spiritual need, and also us to have questions. And God bless you both. Thank you. Well, and and Deacon, uh, right back at you. Thank you so much for being a Deacon in our church. We appreciate it so very much. And you've been with us from the very beginning of the Spirit World. So thank you for being part of the Spirit World family. We we uh, just absolutely love that. So thank you. God bless you, Deacon. Have a beautiful weekend. Call us again, please. You too. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Okay, so Michelle from Orange County um, uh, called in. I'm going to share her comment on the other side of the break because it's very interesting. There's no accident with God, folks. No accident with God. If you'd like to uh, join the conversation right now, we are live and we will continue to take your calls at 877-757-9424. Or you can... Um, Email us, tsw at grnonline.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at The Spirit World Podcast. We'll be right back. Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helped them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue. You're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. 
contact us at standtalltoday.com. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. How do you keep God in your mind once you're done with prayer and daily mass? It's different for each of us, but one tool we've learned to use in our family is Christian music. Whether you're working around the house or driving the car, it's far more uplifting to listen to than the overplayed secular love songs, and God can speak to you through it. It's amazing how transformative good Christian music can be. Music can help us memorize scripture and remind us of the providence of God throughout the day. It can teach kids the Bible in a way that they love, and kids can make music their own. As they grow up, encourage your children to pick out Christian music that they personally can relate to. There's all different genres, from chant to country to contemporary. St. Paul exhorts us, sing psalms, hymns, and inspired songs to God from your hearts. Music can help deepen your love for God and lift your spirit to Him throughout the day. Try it this season and see. To find more resources for your family, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. We want to thank our show team. Uh, Taylor Van Est is doing a great job. He's our producer, our senior producer, and he's overseeing everything is Tim Mott, who does a fabulous job. And Delori is at the phones today, and she will greet you uh, with a smile on her face because I'm seeing her right now as we are connected uh, via Zoom. So I can see that she's smiling at our callers and talking to them, which is wonderful. So you're being greeted beautifully by Lori. And Adam and I are going to go back to the um, calls. But Michelle uh, from Orange County, California, Adam, called in. And I wanted to share this with our listeners. Um, she just left a comment talking about there's no accident with God, Adam. Um, our lady was helping her 20 years ago today when she left with her two sons and an abusive relationship. So she left this abusive relationship today and she marvels that this was the feast day of our lady of the rosary. So our lady was helping Michelle. We're so grateful that you and your sons are safe, Michelle, and it's our lady of victory. So it's a victory. I love Our Lady of Victory. I love that title. I would, you know, I understand why we call it Our Lady of the Rosary, but I love the title Our Lady of Victory. I think it just has a very powerful, you know, kind of, you know, it packs a punch there. What do you say, Adam? Oh, I agree. I, I can see why they shifted the title. In a sense, it, it gives it back to us in terms of our participation in the rosary and the focus on, on our activity. But yes, um, the Our Lady of Victory is kind of has that final sense to it. And that's the sense I have of Mary, you know, uh, largely from um, being at, you know, the exorcisms every week and seeing um, how the, the rosary, even just touching a rosary to the, to the possessed person or, or praying the rosary um, often helps bring about victory. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Amen to that. Okay, so if you'd like to join the conversation, you still have time. Here is the number, 877-757-9424. That's the number to call. You can email us at tsw at grnonline.com, or you can comment on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. 
That's how you can like us there as well. But let's go to the great state of New Jersey. Why do I say the great state of New Jersey, Adams? Because I was born in the great state of New Jersey. Okay, we're going to go to Mary, and Mary is on EWTN Sirius XM 130. Hello, Mary. Welcome to the spirit world. Hi, how are you guys doing? Great, great. What part of Jersey? I'm just curious. I'm down the shore, Avon by the sea. Nice, very nice. I used to vacation down there. Yeah, I grew up in Staten Island, though. I'm a New York girl who came to Jersey. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you got you got Adam here who's from Pennsylvania, so there you go. We're all, we okay. all got the uh, Northeast covered there. So right. go right ahead, Mary. So I wanted to just share something that happened to me in 2012. I've always loved praying the rosary. I'm blessed to have the same name as Mary. And um, 2012 was actually during Hurricane Sandy. My uncle had had a stroke, my mother's brother. And um, it was bad. And as soon as we heard about it, my mother wanted to get to him and he lived out in Long Island. So um, as soon as I heard it, he's my godfather. I was at my house. My mother was at her house. And I was looking for my rosary to immediately say a rosary. I couldn't find it, got on my knees and just used my fingers because that's what I had. Um, But then I was um, going to get my mom so I could meet her brother, other brother who was okay. And the two siblings were going to travel to Long Island where her brother was. So my mom, you know, I had been looking for my rosary. And then I picked up my mom and the two of us drove uh, to go meet her brother. And we didn't talk about it. But she also said later she was looking for her rosary. She always has them in her pocketbook and she wanted to make sure she had them. But, um, you know, she just also wanted to make sure she had them for his bedside to pray the rosary when they got there. So as the two of us were traveling, we found this uh, rest area where her uncle, my uncle was going to meet me, her brother was going to meet me, and then the two siblings would drive. So I pulled into one spot on the Garden State Parkway and said, you know what, I I think I'm going to get you a little closer, Mom. The weather's not good. I pulled out of that spot and pulled into a different spot. And then as soon as we got out of the car, we're walking to get coffee and wait for my uncle. And there on a garbage can was a pair of rosary beads. And I was just blown away because I didn't even share that yet with my mother. I said, oh, my gosh, Mom, look, rosaries on the garbage can. Like, I was looking for my rosary this morning, and here they are. And she said, I was trying to make sure I had them, too, to have in my pocketbook to pray in the hospital. And I just, I don't think it's a coincidence, like, I've never found rosary beads in my 56 years, and there they were on the day I was looking for them. So, I mean, I tell some people this story, and they just go, oh, and, and, and I, 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 am I crazy to think that was something amazing? So, Mary, that's a great story. Um, I have, you know, in my life, things kind of pile up over time. So you have one experience like that and you kind of, your your natural mind wants to rationalize and dismiss it and say, oh, it could have been coincidence. But then time after time, just like you said, it doesn't happen in 56 years and it happens at this one moment. That to me seems like a beautiful thing. You know, we can't say 100% for sure that that was supernatural, but it's, it's sure an amazing, um, beautiful event that at least it's the providence of God that those were left there. Um, I have, you know, boy, so many instances where people were moved to do things they didn't understand at the moment, but it ended up being what God was doing for somebody else, whether it was an intervention with that person, um, whether it was a gift of something the person needed, like the rosary, or this person that was moved to leave those there, probably by their angel, by God. 
Um, so yeah, I would take it exactly as that. Thank God for it. Um, however, however they were left there, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, and it and it's um, you had an inclination to prayer, you couldn't find the rosary, and then heaven mm -hmm. encouraged you. That's and, exactly and, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. like uh, led you mm -hmm. um, closer into that. Act, activity of prayer. So to me, that's beautiful. What do you think, Deb? I completely agree. I think it was a gift, an absolute gift. Mary, uh, let me just share something. I don't know how long you've been listening to The Spirit World or if you listen to the other show that I, I get uh, to co-host, and that's Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Um, I talk about my um, the story of how I moved from the corporate world into uh, ministry. And I will tell you, the first year that I started in religious education, people would walk up to me all the time, Mary, and they would say things like this, you're not going to believe this story, but let me tell you the details of it. And after about a hundred of these stories, I started to realize that God shows up at just the right time for just the right people at a moment in time when you're open, when things need to move along and, and progress in a beautiful way. So Mary, I would consider it a gift. Any right. final comments? I, mm -hmm. no, I would just like to say that, you know, I think a few years ago, my perspective, everything just shifted. And now I look when you want to look for those miracles and you mm -hmm. look at God's working, like you can yes. see it right there all the time. If you just want to choose to look at it from that, even when the bad things happen, when my dad passed last year, he had the most beautiful death, surrounded by children, surrounded by prayer. Like, it's it's there if you want to look for it. Even when he passed and I missed him so much, like, I just took it from the perspective, like, so grateful to have him as a father for 86 years. Like, I just felt very at peace, and I just felt like it's, it's there if, if you look for it and choose to see it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful, Mary. Mm -hmm. I agree. And and here it's like a it's a childlike innocence with it with an awe and wonder of God's magnificence and it's a step by step journey. And and I think it is it is so um it's so beautiful when you have those those eyes to see uh how God is working, Mary. So I think you're blessed uh, in that way and I and I think it's beautiful and thank you for sharing with us on on a, especially today when we're talking about our lady of victory our lady of the rosary and we've got a lot of things happening in the world that are making people very um unsettled and and and, and anxious this is a, a reminder that god is working god is working behind the scenes so mary god bless you enjoy thank you, and, thank enjoy. you. okay thank you so much thank you call Take us again bye-bye bye mary okay bye-bye Okay, so we have others that are calling in and making comments. We also have um, Gigi sent in this um, comment from Albert Einstein. It says there's only there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is is as though everything is a miracle. That was from Albert Einstein. So, and Gigi says she loves that quote, and that is. Fascinating. So there's only two ways to live life, like nothing's a miracle or everything is a miracle. Um, beautiful. Also, too, I just wanted to say this real quickly because our next caller is named Mike. So that just um, uh, just kind of sparked a memory for me. My brother, Michael, in Texas, if he's listening, and I said this yesterday, um, uh, Adam, uh, that my brother Mike says this to keep it very simple. And I have been living like this. I'm not saying that people have to do what I'm doing, but I'm just, I'm just uh, full disclosure, just sharing how I keep the peace. My brother says, get in a state of grace, stay in a state of grace and ride this thing out with love, joy, and peace. 
And that's become something that I have felt and said multiple times a day. Any quick comments on that, Adam? Well, yeah, exactly, Deb. So that's that's where the peace of Jesus comes from and, and how that enters our life is that no matter what's going on, and we see this in the Bible over and over, we see it in the book of Job, we see it in, in what the the Israelis went through in the desert, that even when things are difficult or even when there's you know, um, bad events happening to find that peace, to be centered in that peace, that God is God and we're in union with God. And when we're in a state of grace, we're in a, a particular special union with the mystical body of Christ. And that gives us the peace to, as you say, you know, to move through even the most difficult of circumstances. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we will go back to the phones. Mary freed up a phone line. If you'd like to jump in, you can still get in on this episode. And don't forget, please, the Spirit World family, please pass this episode, this particular one on Our Lady of the Rosary. Pass it on to your friends. That's a good use of social media. We need a field force. So if everybody would just commit to going on their personal Facebook page and passing this this um, uh, Spirit World episode on, it would really help us and others will be um, introduced to the rosary and start to feel that peace again. So Mike is in Massachusetts and Mike is um, listening on the Station of the Cross. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the Spirit World. Hi there. Uh, thank you so much for this. This is uh, such a blessing. Um, but I, I, I'd like to uh, encourage people uh, just with with the rosary and, and um you know because when i in my faith journey i i got really frustrated um in the beginning with the rosary saying it very fast and uh and not slowing down and in, in, in allowing the graces and the, and the meditation of thinking of the mysteries um so i would encourage people to to um just slow down and and, and um just really really meditate on the mysteries of of mary and in and, and god um and, and and what i wanted to ask was um doing this um sometimes in, in my to, to make it as efficacious as possible and i don't want to be scrupulous but but my question is regarding my intentions to the blessed mother um sometimes i do it before the rosary sometimes i do it as i'm saying a decade um, and, and it kind of goes all over the place. And now, is, it, has there been, um, with the Blessed Mother, um, has, has, has uh, stated when you should do your intentions? Um, or, or am I crazy about that? I don't know. Okay, Mike. So that's a reasonable question. Um, no, you're not crazy about it. But the bottom line is it really doesn't matter. So God knows what's in your heart and what's on your mind. It is good, I think, to have that intention foremost in your mind as you pray. But there's not really a need to like do it at a specific time. For myself, just, you know, um, when I'm praying for somebody and, you know, I think the rosary is the best spiritual warfare prayer that we have. That's what I use uh, when I'm praying for people that are, that are having, you know, demonic trouble um, <clears throat> as an intervention for them, you know, from a distance. I'm just holding that person in my mind's eye. I'm, you know, reflecting on that person. I'm in my heart, you know, hoping that God will give them some peace and relief from what they're going through. It's just generally suffused through the prayer. You know, it might be more in the fore of my mind at one moment. I might be more in the prayer in the next moment. It really doesn't matter. You, you can just relax and let that intention be there. 
And that intention may evolve as the rosary progresses. You know, you may be inspired to, to shift that in another direction even. Just be flexible, be at peace with it. Um, you can use the mysteries. You could offer the mysteries for a specific intention. You could just meditate on the intention as opposed to the mysteries. There's many ways to do it. What do you think, Deb? Oh, I totally agree. Um, uh, Mike, I just wanted to say... Um... For years in religious education, I used to present the rosary every single year in October during the month of the Most Holy Rosary, and um, we would we would explain how to enter in deeply into meditating on the mysteries, just like Adam said, and to keep yourself uh, focused and to really um, uh, go deep um, with our Lord as you travel through His, you know, His 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 life his passion his death his resurrection his ministry you know now with the luminous mysteries but i just want to say mike um i agree with adam it's it's all about being real and being intentional in the sense of that you you just want to you want to give your time to our lord and our lady and but the one thing i would say is be very very detailed and specific with god he likes the details you know, sometimes we say, God, you've got it covered. You know everything that's in my heart. You know everything. Of course he knows everything, but he wants that connection. It's kind of like if you went to a friend and you and you talked to a friend, you would give them all the details. You wouldn't just say to your friend, well, you know me so well. You know, you've got it covered. You would give the details because you want that connection. It's all about connection, Mike. That's what I believe. I've been teaching on that for many years. What do you say, Mike? That's great. That's great. Thank you very much and for everything you got you guys do. I really appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. We've got more calls uh, in just a moment. I just wanted to say, speaking on, on connection, I wanted to share looking ahead next week, um, October 12th is the Feast of Blessed Carlo Acutis, and we are going to talk about next Saturday all about this millennial saint. Um, he's blessed. He's on, on the uh, headed towards the full road of canonization. But you talk about connection, Adam. That's what how he lived his 15 short years, but packed uh, with amazing things that he had wisdom beyond his years. He knew the catechism inside and out, and he constantly stayed connected. That was, and that's why he talked about the Eucharist being his high, the highway to heaven. And we're going to be talking about Blessed Carlo Acutis next Saturday. So that's why you got to pass the spirit world on to your friends because so they can join the family as well. Okay, Adam, back to the phones. We're moving quickly, so I, I won't get any emails this week on you guys saying to me, Debbie, you got to move even faster. I'm going as fast as I possibly can. So Ed is in California and Ed is on uh, listening on JP2 radio. Hello, Ed. Welcome to the spirit world. Hi, uh, Debbie and Adam. Uh, thanks for hearing my call. Uh, I, I just wanted to share with you and your audience that uh, I had a couple of, um, I, I don't, to me, they're miracles with the Blessed Mother. I hope I can hold it together. Uh, Ed, I want you to do me a favor. Do, you don't have yeah. to hold anything together because all of heaven is watching. And I think it's beautiful that you are moved with emotion. So just go for it, sir. A couple of years ago, my daughter diagnosed with breast cancer. And when she called me, it was a shock. My daughter is 
the working poor. She has no money. She's actually in debt all the time. But anyhow, she called me, and she never asked me for a dime, but I was getting ready to write a big fat check to this doctor. She was getting surgery, so I was shocked and feeling like I am now. So I, I went to the rosary, and I, and I asked the Blessed Mother to help. And uh, I called her back. The thought came to me. I said, Heather, you got to get a second opinion. I got a second opinion from another doctor. She didn't have breast cancer. It was just normal, you know, female stuff. And I, t- I just thank the Blessed Mother for that. But the second miracle in my life was two weeks ago. My, my grandson is three years old. He has a lot of learning disabilities, uh, speech disabilities. And so my wife and I got him enrolled, helped my, helped my daughter get him enrolled in this preschool program to help him before he actually starts kindergarten. Well, um, he uh, he's in the program for about three weeks. The only thing about the program is that my daughter has to pay a $250 a month tuition fee, which she has no money for. Well, when we enrolled her, we didn't know what it was going to be. We didn't, we didn't even know if it, she would have to pay anything. But then they said, yeah. Well, three weeks into the program, the, the program calls my daughter and says, you know, your, your, your son is doing really good at the program. My daughter was shocked. And by the way, and, and I, should, I got back up. I'm sorry. I prayed to the Blessed Mother. I said, help my daughter. Help her with this tuition. Now, I, I help her out every month but this would be a, a good jump in what I help her with. And in two weeks, I'm up in Seattle, Washington with my wife for visiting, and I get a call from her, and she said, Dad, this program called me and told me my son's doing really good. Devin's doing really good. By the way, they said the tuition is covered. You don't worry about it. It's You don't have to pay. So, So, Ed, thank you so much because we're coming up on the end of the show i just wanted to take a moment to to reflect back to you a little bit so thank you those are beautiful stories um yes we should pray we should hope for miracles we know that if it's in god's will miracles happen uh, many times and and it's so beautiful it made me think you know god doesn't he doesn't have us win the lottery um, which actually would probably do us harm in, in the end. He gives us exactly what we need at each moment in life, and he gives us these moments of encouragement. And those encouragements, those special miracles, those special interventions become a signpost for us as we live our life that we can look back on and remember the grace and mercy of God. And so you clearly have that emotional signpost that you'll have for the rest of your life, and now you've shared it with everybody else. So thank you so much, Ed. Everybody, please pray. Please pray for peace, and God bless you all. Mm-hmm. Ed, thank you so very, very much. We want to thank the uh, show team, Tim and Taylor and Lori. You guys did a great job. Thank you to all the affiliates that carry the spirit world. Until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>